All right, welcome, welcome everybody. Let's see, just wanna make sure, okay, good. Looks like we are live across the board. Thanks for tuning in. All right, so. Uh, uh, thanks for joining us, right? Uh, thanks for uh, being here and hopefully Hopefully uh, you will enjoy today's message. Uh, so God himself is a God of love, and it is out of this love that God has called each and every one of us here today. It is the very reason that God calls all the peoples of the earth home, into that love, out of love, and into God's holy ways, which indeed in themselves are love. Love itself, love his self. They are great to practice and good for those wise enough who choose to practice them. And this is actually the definition of love. You see, the thing is that after you've lived long enough, you will discover that the other treasures of this world are empty. With love himself being pretty much the only thing worth spending your time doing. Or pursuing. You see, the pursuit of happiness is, after all, something that I hope everyone here takes quite seriously. You see, the treasures of the earth, they just aren't what it's about. You buy a nice car, and a few years later, it breaks down and is gone. You get caught up in some sinful power struggle only to discover afterwards that you wasted a whole lot of your own limited time. And also, you might have gotten yourself a little muddy. You disobey God and walk outside of his holy covenant of love and end up with your eyes full of tears, wishing that you hadn't. And then you also gain the wisdom of why sin is called sin. And you find yourself saying, I will never do that again. You see, out of love, God is willing to teach us and guide us, just like God does for all the servants within the Bible, and just like God did for Joseph. Now, after a while, we discover that as we walk down the roads of our lives, what is really important in life is love. It is the root which God has placed, placed at the foundation of all creation. It is what causes all things to flourish. And it is out of love that we build and create. And it is through love that the dry bones of the dead begin to come to life. And this is the love of God, which exceeds all human knowledge. But it can at times be difficult to see or understand. And this was the case for Joseph. You see, Joseph was a young man who loved God and knew at the core of his heart that God loved him. He had a pretty decent life, a good father, but he 
also had ten brothers who hated him and were jealous of him. You see, Joseph, as with us at times, may have thought or currently are thinking that our lives are good enough, that his life was good enough right where he was in a state of complacency, as do many people today. You see, Joseph might have thought that he didn't need to walk out of that comfort zone while he was living at home with his family in the land of Canaan. But little did he know that his brother's jealousy was roaring up within them, and the hatred of his brothers was going to soon manifest into that evil plot, evil plot to kill Joseph, which resulted in him being sold into slavery. You see, God had a plan for Joseph's life, just like God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. Now, in the beginning of our lives, we cannot see or comprehend God's grand design for us, nor do we really understand everything that we must endure in order to reach that destiny that God has out of his love placed just ahead of us in our lives. Now, God being a constant does not change. And so, as with us, it was the same for Joseph. During the times of hardship and the trials of his life, Joseph could not see nor fully understand that getting thrown down into that pit, that getting led by God into what is known as the refiner's fire is exactly what needed to happen in order to bring Joseph to his own portion in life. Now, during the events, as Joseph was experiencing them, right, they may have seemed like terrible things. Like terrible things were happening to Joseph, but by the wisdom of God, in actuality, they were the best things that could possibly happen for the life of Joseph. You see, just like Joseph in that moment might have wondered where God is or what God was doing, he at times may have thought God had abandoned him. As at times our own faith in our lives, while we walk into the metaphorical pits, may be tested. So don't worry when you step in a pit in your life. Know that it is just God setting you up for that next level of exaltation in your life, your next victory that builds you and is building you into a stronger person, that leads you and is still leading you into your own promised land. You see, Joseph had already been given a dream. He had already been given a promise by God that one day he would rule. Now, Joseph couldn't see in the moments of complacency or suffering that the life he had with his father and brothers 
wasn't anywhere close to the level of exaltation that God had planned out for Joseph's life. A plan that God had set in motion long before he brought Joseph face to face with the hardships. And in this same manner, God is preparing each of us, every single one of us, getting us ready and setting us up for success and our own victory over the next trial that tries to face down the servants of the one true living God. You see, God is shaping us into powerful servants, making us ready for what he has in store for us. Lovingly and carefully, God prepares us so that when the time comes, all of those skills, the knowledge and the wisdom that God has been slowly teaching us throughout our lives may indeed one day save our very life. And when that day comes, and all of those trials, the hardships and the fires, they come, we know that we will be ready. We know that God has made us ready. We know that God, out of his love, is walking with us, guiding us throughout all the challenges of our lives and slowly shaping us day after day. So we will be well equipped to overcome any and all events and challenges that God has placed before us in our future. You see, for us, as in the lives of the prophets, that biblical pit symbolizes the beginning stages of growth. It is that metamorphosis into something greater than we ourselves could have possibly imagined. As we obtain the abilities to overcome again and again, against all odds, as the result of surrendering our own lives unto the power of the one true living God. You see, Joseph nor King David ever could have imagined that they would be rulers of a kingdom. And we are not just talking about any kingdom, right? You see, these servants of God, these members of mankind, were being led by God, not just to any kingdom, but become, but into becoming the most famous immortal kings of all time. And all Joseph and David had to do was bring themselves into that holy state known as righteousness and place their faith in God and God alone. Because when you, because you see, when you start down that pathway, when you start down that road walked with God, when you start to work with God, that is when the God of the impossible starts working with you in your life. And when that happens, what was once impossible shifts into the realms of possibility and something as common as mankind's desire for near unimaginable, unimaginable, shoot, <laughs> unimaginable exaltation. That is just exactly what God does for his chosen few. You see, 
from enduring those times of hardship and the trials that God has placed in Joseph's life, as with our own. Even though Joseph couldn't see it, even though Joseph couldn't realize it, in that same manner, we, God's servants, cannot always see it. When God is putting us into that refiner's flame, when God is choosing to start building us through the trials and the hardships of our life into that ruler of all Egypt, into those immortal kings and queens known as Christian, into that level of exaltation that is indeed only possible by the hands of the one true living God. You see, in Joseph's life, as in the life of the servants of the Lord, the tests came after him, one after another. And the next thing you know, Joseph was sold into slavery. And really, that's no big deal, right? It's, <laughs> we've all been there. It's the nine to five. It's not really the most enjoyable thing. And so Joseph begins working for Potiphar. And lo and behold, during those days of utter routine, when it seemed like it was just the same thing over and over with no way out, God himself was moving. And the faithful servant of God, Joseph, day in and day out, continued to represent the proper servant of the Lord. He, begin, he begins to learn the importance of humility and how a trait as simple as character can save somebody's life. He goes on to learn things like discipline, work ethic, as well as many other skills and merits, some of which perhaps as he was learning them, he did not realize or comprehend exactly what or why he was learning them. He couldn't realize exactly at that point why or what God was teaching him. And in this same way, we also, as the servants of the Lord, may not always understand what God is teaching us or why he is teaching it to us. Until that point when God, out of his goodness, chooses to reveal the skills, the merits that he has placed within us, those unique qualities and characteristics, those hidden traits, which we might not even know exist or that God is planning and placing them within us in order to at a later place in our lives, utilize in order to establish for ourselves a kingdom of our own. And although we may not be able to see them yet by the hands of the great potter, by that invisible hand, we are accomplished and brought forward into that state of excellence and completion by God's goodness. Now, while this is displayed throughout many stories of the Bible, and while this is the truth that is the one true living God, this is also reflected throughout creation itself. You see, the multi-billionaire Steve Jobs states in many of his speeches 
that during his time in school, he audited many courses at Stanford University. Specifically, he states that he audited a calligraphy course. Not exactly sure why or how he would later apply these skills to his life until about roughly 10 years later. He ended up utilizing the skills that he had learned in that calligraphy course, utilizing the skills and placing them into the Macintosh, which in part produced a fortune for him, a legacy and a kingdom of his own. Now, Steve Jobs was a spiritual man and he believed in God. And in this, now in a manner similar to this, Joseph, as well as Christians, may be going through times of hardship, one after the next, as we transition from the points of near death, where we're thinking to ourselves, I might not make it through this. Followed up by the trials and the tests of slavery, the times in our lives where we are forced to do things that we ourselves would rather not do. But through it all, with God and by the power of faith, we, the servants of the Lord, keep moving. We keep walking forward, just as Joseph kept walking forward, no matter what, never breaking his covenant to God, but instead clinging to it as if it were life itself. And when the times for Joseph became seemingly impossible, Joseph would press into his covenant with God, knowing that God would never give up on him, that God would never abandon him, that God would not leave him unfinished. And this is what led to God's favor upon the life of Joseph. And this is what will lead to the favor of God upon your own life as a Christian. You see, this favor is what led to the very first sign of God's hand and purpose towards that long-awaited exaltation that lies ahead of each and every one of us within God's grand design. You see, Joseph's first position as a Christian ruler was as the head over all of Potiphar's household. Just one small promotion, just one single event in, the, in our lives to remind us that the one true living God is moving with us, that God is present right here, right now, day in and day out, moving beyond the scope of our own humble understanding. As he carefully positions us, his servants, closer and closer unto that point of exaltation that belongs to each and every one of us who would choose to follow God. Now, Genesis 39.4 reads that Joseph found favor in the eyes of him, i.e. the eyes of Potiphar, and became Potiphar's attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything that he owned. <laughs> so if you ever find yourselves doubting that you won't make it, 
or that God has forgotten you. Know that even the great ones doubted. But they kept moving forward, as with Steve Jobs, as with the prophet Joseph, as with the servants of the one true living God. We keep moving. And in your life, when you are so broken and so low that you are crawling on the floor and begging for God's help, well, there he is, constant and constantly walking with you. And when God needs to pick you up and carry you into that exaltation, well, that is exactly what God will do. Thus displaying the divine realms down unto the earth, his nature unto all mankind to set example for all existence, to set precedent as to what is to be known as good. Now, interestingly enough, this is exactly what happened next to Joseph. Joseph is falsely accused and thrown into prison. And while he, this may have looked like a major setback, God, in all his wisdom, was once again just setting Joseph up for that next level of exaltation. What appeared as a setback was just God setting Joseph up for that next level of exaltation. Like I said, if God needs to perform a miracle to get you where you are going, that is exactly what God will do. Oh, I don't know. Hold, hold on, it cut my sermon off. Hold on, I can pull it up. So apparently, give me one second here. Sorry, just give me one second. Uh, the sermon got cut off on the Kindle, so. Uh, okay, here, here, here's the rest of it. Sorry about this, guys. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. All right, so now, interestingly enough, this is exactly what happened next to Joseph. Joseph is falsely accused and thrown into prison. And while this may have looked like a major setback, God was just setting Joseph up for uh, his own completion. Now, after Joseph was thrown into prison, he still refused to surrender anything 
He still refused to surrender to anything but God. Joseph would never give up. He just kept going. And as it is written, God caused Joseph to once again find favor, this time in the eyes of the warden, leading him to his miracle. Now, even at this point, Joseph, as a member of mankind, just like you and me, is still too short-sighted to comprehend the greatness of the workings of the one true holy God. You see, Joseph had faith and determination that kept him striving and building day in and day out, knowing that one day God would deliver his good promise. And that is the only kind of promise that our God ever makes. So in the depths of the darkness, in the misery, and in the suffering of that prison, know that when God showed up and gifted Joseph his promise, <clears throat> so in the depths and the darkness, the misery and the suffering of that prison, know that that is where God showed up and gifted Joseph his promised miracle, accomplishing what most of mankind would have believed to be the impossible. You see, God picked Joseph up and carried him like a babe in the arms of the Almighty Father into his own promised land. You see, just that is just who God is. He is the God of impossible. And God is still moving here today. He is with us. He is still gifting the members of mankind their exaltation. As he is doing right now for me. That is just who God is. Now in Joseph's life, as in our own lives, we indeed will hit what appear to be roadblock after roadblock. And perhaps at times... We even believe that we have been blocked or that some part of God's plan has failed. That perhaps the servants of the devil or sinfulness in its many forms have stopped God. And this, in Joseph's case, is represented by Potiphar's wife in her attempts to corrupt that which is incorruptible, the Christian soul. And even as Christians, we sometimes may feel lost, as Joseph felt lost while he was living out his prison sentence for a crime that he did not commit. You see, Joseph could have given up, but he didn't. Joseph could have abandoned God, but he wouldn't. Joseph, even in the darkest hour, he kept his faith and used it as a guiding light as a beacon pointing him home into his own exaltation by the hands of God and into the heavens themselves. Now, in our lives, we may be wishing and praying for God to show up and deliver that miracle of instantaneous lightning. And yes, God in his own timing will answer those long-spoken prayers just like he answered Joseph's long-spoken prayers. 
that miracle that you have been longing for, that you have been hoping for, that promise lies just ahead of you. And all you have to do to receive it is just keep walking and God will do the rest. You see, through it all, Joseph knew that God is a God of love. And so Joseph kept working. Joseph kept doing God's will, knowing that no matter what came and stood against him, be it the slave traders, be it the opposition of ten evil men against just one servant of the one true living God, they could not stop him. Nothing could stop him because he walked with God. And although they tried, you cannot take from the hand of the Lord God of Israel. You cannot stop the one true living God. Many have tried, all have failed. And this is the knowledge that every servant of the Lord is to take with them and possess, holding it near to their hearts. So that even when the situation seems hopeless, we keep the way. Even when in our own eyes, it may look like one defeat after another, another, we never give up. We are the keepers of the covenant. We are the keepers of the way. Now, Joseph at this point is spending his days in a prison and probably wondering exactly what or how God was going to get him to that point where the stars themselves bowed down as God had promised. But you see, that prison that Joseph was in, it wasn't just any prison. It was Pharaoh's prison. And the master of all dreams went with Joseph. As God travels, as God walks with us. And while we can't always see that a step downwards is sometimes in God's eyes a leap forward into that completion of our own destiny. God knew and knows exactly what he is doing with Joseph, just like God knows exactly what he is doing with you. You see, God had taken Joseph's multicolored robe of pride and privilege and replaced it with humility and wisdom along with the skills necessary to govern the entire nation of all of Egypt. Even though Joseph still didn't realize it, the Lord God of Israel was moving his servant day by day closer and closer into that final destination within the courts of Pharaoh, where Joseph would ultimately receive his exaltation at the hand of God where at that point the servants of the Lord receive their exaltation by the hand of God. We receive and will receive our promised kingdom, our promised land spoken to us, promised to us long ago. You see, when Pharaoh chose God's servant over every other purse throughout the entire, every other person throughout the entire land, Pharaoh said to Joseph, because God has enabled you to know all this, there is no one as wise and as discerning as you. This is the way. 
This is the power of God that cannot be stopped. God's will is sovereign over all life, over all powers, over all principalities, and nothing has ever nor will ever stop God. So trust God and know that during the days of your lives, God is working his mighty works with you and through you, even though you may not yet be able to comprehend it. God is moving, just as God was moving with Joseph, and Joseph himself, the prophet Joseph, was unable to comprehend it, even a few days prior to his own exaltation, Joseph still didn't know it. But Joseph trusted God and kept going. He kept working with the unstoppable power that is the faith in our God. And even while he worked in the depths of that dark prison, he was only days away from receiving that life long promise gifted to him by God and his own goodness. And so as with Joseph, as with the servants of God, hold that faith dear and keep going. Never give up, no matter what, with the full knowledge that God one day, somehow, some way, will make good on his promises to you. as he takes us into that state of exaltation that all mankind seeks and yet so few find. That is just who God is. He is the God of love, never giving up on us, walking with us patiently, long-suffering, merciful, and blessing us beyond the goodness that we deserve. He is the God of fulfilled promises, and he is your completion. Now for some of us that promised land may have been almost forgotten or thought to be lost for all time. And if this is the case, then the time has come for you to remember the history of Joseph. If that is you, then the time has come for you to remember just exactly who God is. And know that everything that Joseph believed was a setback was just God. In his wisdom, using what Joseph believed to be a setback into that point of completion, bringing him day after day towards his exaltation and that promised land that promised dream that the Lord God Almighty himself promises to each and every Christian, those of us who would surrender, trust God, trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our strength, and with all of our mind. Hey, uh, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. That's going to be it for the day. Blessings on you all, and have a good one.